On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we sip on some wine with two-time former Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. We discuss how the NBA is more supportive of dealing with social justice than the NFL, how he thinks Big Ben will hold up at 38 years old and also makes an outrageous Super Bowl prediction, and we also get acquainted with Brutus, his loud but lovable puppy. And by puppy, I mean very loud five-and-a-half-year-old dog. Welcome on into Drinks with Banks. I'm Julie Stewart Banks. Of course, we are still here in the JSB Museum in my childhood room in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And you know, even though this was sort of my room when I was in high school and, and a young kid, it's starting to feel normal now, which I think is not good. But it has been very nice to be able to spend time with my family during a very unprecedented time in the world right now as we are all still staying home to stay safe, social distancing, wearing your masks, do a people because we want to get back to normalcy as soon as possible and not too soon. Um, speaking of normalcy and getting back to things that we like to do and see, there's football. There's NFL that is allegedly going to be starting in a, a very short amount of time. And to help us preview that and talk a whole lot more, we've got two-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor, who is now with Believe in Steelers podcast. Ike, thanks so much for coming on here with the show today. How are you doing? Julie, appreciate y'all having me. Um, always good. Always good. Always good. Just got done working out. Of course, we had some uh, technical difficulties, but at the same time, we figured that out. That's what you do in this quarantine, as I like to say. But yeah, I'm glad to be on the show. Yeah, I know. We've been all trying to figure out how to work from home and the technology, even though you think you get used to it at some point, then there might be a new hiccup. But hey, we're all becoming experts in figuring out the computers. Now on this show, of course, as the title is, it's Drinks with Banks. And what are we drinking and toasting to today, Ike? Oh, man, toasting to life and success. But I'm drinking a duck horn. As you can see, I'm a red wine drinker. Um, and that's what I like to drink, right after workouts, uh, right after training, right after whatever. I like to get to my red wine and cigars, but since we drinking and thinking, I'm going to toast to everything, toast to success and toast to this duck on right here. Okay, great. We're drinking and thinking. That is a new one. I sadly don't have red wine with me today. I usually like to drink whatever my my uh, guest is drinking because I thought my mom would just have red wine casually. <laughs> I feel like everyone just has red wine because I've gotten it as like a gift or some like cheap thing at a at a party or whatever but she didn't so i have rosé and uh okay. i mean it's still gonna i like to drink it after a workout as well too so um fancy fancy toast bottoms cheers. up cheers you are now our second guest to have red wine we had fox sports one's joy taylor had red wine mm -hmm. and i always find mm -hmm. red wine a bit of an odd choice in the summer when it's when it's hot out because it feels like more of a, a winter drink now, when it's when it's good, it's good. When you when you get into red wines and your palate change from like a Pinot to a Cab to a Syrah to a Marlot to a Chardonnay, once you start getting into these wines, man, these wines start tasting like Kool Aid. Once they start tasting like Kool Aid, you just know you you would know exactly what city and what state they come from. Um, I've been drinking well red wine for at least 15 years, so I got a. I got a nice red, I got, I got at least 1,500 bottles wow. of red wine. So 
I'm a rare wine drinker. When I say I'm a rare wine drinker, I'm a rare wine drinker. So you, so you have 1,500 bottles. What is your your favorite type, or maybe your favorite uh, place that you get red wine from? Right now, I just showed uh, when we was trying to get everything figured out, Austin Hope. So the Austin Hope is from uh, Paso Robles, California. You know, it's it, in Paso Robles, is it's real good with their weather. The weather's mm -hmm. very consistent. Um, I got a 2016 um, because it's hard to get a 2016 right now because everybody is so much in the rush to get out and give out red wine. It's 2018 and up. You start catching these 2016 wines, you catch some real good wine coming from some good grapes. Okay. And do you have your own wine venture yet? Nah, I don't. Um, actually, I'm coming out with a cigar line, though. So I do like smoking cigars. So I'm coming out with a cigar line. Uh, I'll let I'll let you know next time I'm on. I'll yeah. let everybody know what I have going on. But uh, it's red wine and cigars. That's that's what I've been doing for the past 15 years. Nice. That's uh, that's very smooth. I've I've had cigars with Dan Patrick before, um, but I I smoked it from the wrong end, which was a great. Huh? Yeah. I was at the Havana Club <laughs> in New York City, like a real cigar club, and I was pumping yeah. on it in the wrong end which is great because i think that's that's means to literally get you kicked out of a nice place like that but <laughs> i'll learn every single day um it's all good. yeah so we are we're sipping on some wine and i we were just mentioning last six seven months really since march everyone's worlds have changed what does that look like for you so during this pandemic um i'll start seeing more parents more family more kids in my community being outside so it's like Man, this brings joy, a, a joy to my heart. Um, and they also know I train. So over the course of time, I just wind up getting groups between 5, 5 and 10 o'clock in the morning, whether it's parents, whether it's kids who play sports, whether it's just people who just want to stay in shape. They've been coming to my garage and kind of training with me. So I've been seeing that a lot. Um, and I'm like, yeah, what's going on with this pandemic? You know, it's, it's not good, but at the same time, we all adjusted. And that's what you need to do. So I always, my saying has always been, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And right now, this is an uncomfortable situation for all of us, you know? So, but um, I, I just try to make my block comfortable. Um, my heart was smiling when I saw kids playing on the street, you know, families outside, um, even cheers and even toasting from one driveway to the next driveway. You know, we still practicing, you know, social distancing. So. It's been good for me, but I've been training like crazy. Um, and, I, and I've never asked to do it. Um, I never charge. I do it for the bottom of my heart. I like seeing people smile. Um, I like seeing moms say, you know what? I, you know, I haven't worn these jeans in 10 years. You know what I'm saying? I like seeing dads feeling stronger. You know, and when they come to me, whether they have a girlfriend or wife, they start to fist pump me. So I know what time, I know what time it is. But at the same time, kids, kids have more energy. They start to be more laser focused. So for me, yeah, it's, it's a, this pandemic has been a blessing in disguise for me. So you were already training on your own and then this whole sort of community Every thing. Day. So you, but you're Every not day, playing anymore. How come you're, you're still training at this level? That's just part of me. You know, I got to like how, how some folks just like, they gotta have their cup of coffee early in the morning. I gotta work out early in the morning. So five o'clock, I gotta work out. Like, that's my cup of coffee. Um, so that's that's my vice. And for me, it's a good thing. You know, it it keeps my mind right. Um, I have a I have a big dog. I have an Argentinian dogo. Mm. Um, he likes my dad get up early in the morning, work out. My son, he's becoming a morning person. 
You know, so my son, he'll work out with me before he go to school. And that's just how it is. We try to beat the sunlight. And once we beat the sunlight, we feel like, you know, we didn't beat everybody up. We beat them to the punch. Now we can start our day. So it's, it's just been good for me. I've always been a guy who liked to work out. And I don't ever think I'll stop. Yeah, it'd be hard to sort of change just how you're wired from your whole life like that. How would you compare your training now and what you think you could be to when you played? I had this conversation with my homeboy today that you asked me that. I feel like I'm in better shape now than I was when I played football. And the reason why I feel like I'm in better shape now is because I'm eating properly, you know? Um, I'm getting a proper amount of sleep now. I'm a, I'm a huge kettlebell, kettlebell guy right now. So I'm using a lot of kettlebells. I'm stretching more. Even though I played, I, I always thought my motto, I'm um, coming from Uncle Prime, Deion Sanders. Uh, have you ever seen a cheetah stretch? So, um, but now I'm stretching more. I'm um, doing a lot more meditating. So for me, uh, my core is more stronger. So for me right now, it's, I feel like I'm in better shape than when I once was when I played in the NFL. Well, you should fire it back up. Get back out there. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm only, I'm only good for like five plays after okay, that. Okay, so maybe you aren't, uh, you aren't as in better shape as you were before. <laughs> I, I am, but not at that, like that, that okay, kind of shape. All right, all right. Just calling you on that. Correct. We hear a lot of guys say they feel they're in better shape. At least it gives you, gives you something to focus on every single day and for your family. So this is great. We are just getting going here with former two-time Super Bowl champion, Ike Taylor. Guys, don't go anywhere. We are here on Drinks with Binks. Hey, America, this is Chris Hahn, the host of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Look, it's all about November, and we've got to convince about 1% or 2% of Americans that the guy in the White House is a maniac. Shouldn't be too hard to do. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast with Chris Hahn. We need to take back America, or America won't exist. Download the Aggressive Progressive Podcast on iHeartRadio Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Adam Schefter of ESPN, and I had drinks with Binks. Hey, guys, welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks, and I'm joined by two-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. And we've been discussing working out, what we've been doing during quarantine, and also for you, Ike, you've been now taking on a new project with the podcast Believe in Steelers. I just listened to your podcast that was from last week, because I know you drop every Tuesday on all streaming platforms. And, you know, before we sort of get into everything, I just got, I just have to ask you, you know, when you were working at NFL Network and things ended pretty publicly, what, in what way has your perspective changed and how perhaps you approach this new opportunity with, with sort of what you went through before? And I, I don't want to become like a religious guy, but I feel like God just puts you in a situation or makes it makes an example out of you to let everybody know this is what you can and can't do because he knows you're built for whatever situation you're in you're in my life have never been as soon as i think something goes smooth something always happened and i've just come to the conclusion like okay he always prepared me it's something like building your immune system okay he's mentally challenging me every time so and i'm talking about god of, of, of that nature um, so I, I just accept it, understand it, um, just look at it like he's using me as a tool. Um, don't shy away from it. I'm always embracing adversity because I feel like with adversity, 
it just builds character more and more and more and more and more. And I'm sure you understand that, Julie. Um, just dealing with figure skating and going through what you're going through. Uh, not everybody can do it. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody can say they try to figure skate. Not everybody can say they try to train for the Olympics. You've only gotten to where you have gotten to because you know how to deal with adversity. You know, you know when you fall nine, you got to get back up ten. And I, and I look at my situation the same. Like I loved it over there, and I, I, I still I still talk to producers, to MJD, to Colleen, to Prime, and Uncle Prime now. He's with Bars Two Sports, to Michael Irvin. Like I'm I'm Nate. I'm still in cahoots with everybody. Um, it's unfortunate what had happened, but that's a situation I really can't talk about. But at the same time, I just understand that life, uh, he puts me in situations to, he makes me our example so other people don't go through what I had to go through because he know I can handle it. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not frustrated about it. Uh, this podcast um, has been taken off for the moment. Um, can't wait till this pandemic is over with. But like you said, you gotta learn how to adjust. And I think podcasts, Right now, hitting all kind of platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is the the, the attention span. You know, people like podcasts. Uh, a lot of people, uh, they're not financially stable, so they getting they getting away with the cable. You know, so it's either you're Netflixing, you got your Wi-Fi going, or you're podcasting. So that's what I like about it. And I just had to adjust. That's all. It took it took some time, but once uh once I got my opportunity. You know, I ran straight through that door. Right. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned, you know, the adversity going through that and and adjusting. In what way, maybe now, have you been more uh, cognizant of and intentional with how you are with other people? Like, what did you learn with maybe in different interactions that you and lessons that you would sort of tell your peers? Hey, this is this is what you have to do to be able to be professional in these different circumstances. It's the growth part. You gotta grow as a person. Um, I hate when people say that's just me. Cause when you saying that's just me, that means you don't wanna grow. And the older, you, the older you get, the more you have to grow. So for me, you know, I've just been asking God like to, I, I like to talk and I, I used to hate to listen. And one of the elders told me, it's a reason why you have two ears and one mouth. Use your two ears often. Only use your mouth when you need to. So. And they told me years, and I finally got it. Like, man, sometimes you just gotta shut up and just listen. Sometimes saying nothing is saying everything. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 something I'm working on. But in order for you to succeed in life, I feel like you gotta grow as a person. And to grow as a person, you gotta have a checklist every year or every month on something you feel like you need to work on to 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 be mature and to help out. So first thing I tell people is grow as a person. What you think you're weak at, and whatever you think you're weak at work on it, practice it, and, and try to grow year after year. And uh, in terms of listening, that's something to take this for in a different stream. A lot of us, especially me, have been doing during what we have all been seeing as really uh, a rise against criminal injustice and racism in America. It started this year with the killing of George Floyd and has continued with the shooting of Jacob Blake. And especially for me as a white person, I can't possibly understand what the experiences are like of black people in America, black people around the world. And so that's why we've been trying to do our job on the show to highlight those voices and experiences. And what we've seen in sports this week, especially with what we saw with the NBA, and they sort of led the charge on 
the social pulse uh, of the world and sort of taking a step back and seeing, you know, what what is happening? Like, why why is this still going on? Obviously, this is built in systemic racism for uh, hundreds and hundreds of years. But for you, when you're watching this happen, when you're watching these leagues stop playing in because of this, how did it make you feel? The commissioner, Adam Silver for the NBA, he's he's really a players first kind of commissioner. And when you have a commissioner who listen to the players, it's just like you, it's like, it's just like you, Julie. When you got a boss that's behind you 100% on whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to do, it's like, Shh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> it's whatever. Same thing with the NBA players. They have a commissioner who's really showing, man, I'm with the players first. I know y'all owners got billions and billions, hundreds of millions of dollars, but I'm with these players first. And the coaches who are with the players, they understand because they've been around all kinds of players, whether you're black or white or from out the country. Uh, the NBA players, man, that's what I love sports. You, you get people from all kinds of creeds, um, regardless of what color you is, regardless of what kind of background, where you had money or where you didn't have money. And, but that's what I love about what the NBA is doing. Now everybody's starting to follow the line. Um, the only thing about the NFL is, will the commission listen to the players? Because for the majority, the NFL is ran by the owners. So it's, 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 it's going to be tough for the players. And it's, it's, it's going to take some holdouts. I, I, just, I just think the union and the commissioner for the NBA um, when you have that kind of guy who's all in for the players, you know, these players feel like they can postpone a game in 10 minutes, you know, off of what happened in Kenosha. Um, I don't think the players in the NFL right now are able to do that. You know, I think the union is better in, a, in the NBA than it is in the NFL. And the reason why is because the commission is behind the players 100%. Um, what's been going on, like you say, the uh, systemic – Social injustice, it's been going on for a while, for hundreds of years. And I think, because I have a 13-year-old son, and he's, he's, a, he's a mixed baby. Like, his, his, his mom is white, his dad is black. So I say, bro, you wind up getting stopped, they're going to look at you as black. You know, if he say, oh, my mom white, they're going to be like, well, your mom never should have went that way. You know, if, if he came across the wrong police officer. So what I tell my son is, you know, he, he's starting to drive around the, around the park, around his neighborhood. Next, this year, he'll be... 14 years old is if you ever come in that situation, even if you're just playing with your homeboys in the neighborhood, and he, he's in a pretty good neighborhood, but um, come home and tell me the story because I don't want nobody telling me the story about you. So listen at all times. And that's what us as black players had to go through. And that's why a lot of the white coaches, you know, in the NBA and NFL, they understand because that's all they've been around. You know, they've been around, um, the black kids, and usually us black kids who have made it, we came from nothing. It's hard to find a black kid who had it all. You know, it's rare. Um, you usually find the black kids who, who now have been successful in sports. Man, that's all, all they know is adversity. You know, I got a kid right now, he's living with me. I call him my nephew. Um, I took him from New Orleans. Now he's in Orlando. He's going to a private Catholic oh. school. And uh, what they praise him about is his maturity. Like they say, Ike, he's 15, but he, he talks and acts like somebody who's 40-something years old. I said, man, it's rough living in New Orleans. Like, 
in New Orleans by 10, by 10 years old, this man had to learn how to cook and fold his clothes because his mama had to work three jobs just to take care. So when I come and uh, I see stuff taking out my, out the washer and dryer and fold, I'm like, Bishop, what you doing? His name, Bishop, what you doing? He was like, that's what my mama told me at 10 years old. Uncle Ike, like 10 years old, I had to cook clean, fold and do laundry, and just make sure I had something to eat because mama had to work to pay the bills. And that's how, and that's how we grew up. Like I grew up, I grew up with nothing. You know, I grew up barn bread. Um, I grew up sometimes sleeping in cars. I grew up like having to run the, the, the orange electricity wire from one neighbor to our house just to have some. I grew up with the, with the oven had to be open, you know, during, during winter time. So it, it, my mama called me man. My nickname was man. She was like, look, you're the man of the house. Like you got these three sisters. You got to be the man of the house while I work. And I'm eight, I'm eight years old. And that, that, that's just how it is. So. Us dealing with adversity has never been an issue. You know, I think this younger generation, I think my son's generation, they're fearless. And they're educating themselves on what mm -hmm. happened in the past. Um, they're, not, they're not worrying about the consequence. They all, they're all about freedom. You know, my son, he, he mixed, but he got a great mix between white and black, white and black friends. And they feel the same way about my son. You know, a lot of these, even a lot of the white kids I coach, because I coach football, they call me Uncle Ike. Like that's that's just that's that's just how it is. But Mama, she she never taught us to be racist, and I say this all the time. You act on what you taught at home. Mm -hmm. So, um, for the most part, I was never taught ever ever. Like that that never came out my mama's mouth. My mama raised us in the church, and it was always uh, God is love. So love has no skin color. And that's and I and I try to teach that to my kids, who are who I coach, and to everybody else. Like, love has no skin color. So, sorry we have to live in times like these, but you know it's it's turning a corner. You know you can kind of see the change. You, you ain't gonna see it fully. I don't know if be, I don't know if I'd be old enough, or if I'd be around enough to see it fully change. But I'm starting to see you know, the small bricks that's being laid right now. Yeah, I, I mean, thank you so much for telling us everything like that. I can't even imagine what it would have been like growing up and, and going through everything and even to this day and having to talk to your son about uh, really like the injustices in the world and having to deal with them. But as you said, uh, there is uh, hope that people are looking in, in the mirror and understanding that so many things need to change legislatively, um, what's being said at home, and a lot of white people understanding what white privilege is, and so many that don't even understand that that exists, but then having understood that, trying to then be an ally and, and for us all to come together. So uh, I really appreciate you just taking me through everything like that. There's a lot more I want to get to on this particular topic, as you mentioned, the NFL. And we also have another pandemic. We have two pandemics we're dealing with right now, racism and the coronavirus, which we will get to. Stay tuned, guys. We're here drinking and thinking with two-time Super Bowl champion, Mike Taylor. Don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, I'm Cousin Sal, and I just had drinks with Binks. I really did. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We've got Ike Taylor here, two-time Super Bowl champion from the Pittsburgh Steelers and co-host of the Believe in Steelers podcast. And we were uh, discussing what we've seen in sports in the last couple weeks in terms of not playing in the wake of uh, a number of social injustices that, of course, still continue and are are deep-seated within our society in terms of racism. When you look at the NFL, they uh, you mentioned that the owners have had such a stronghold on what the players have done and and what sort of the impression is around the league and the messaging. What do you expect to happen in when the NFL starts in terms of what players do for that message of social justice? They won't do too much unless something like a Kenosha happen again. Then it's going to be time to talk again. So as, as, as long as them, as long as this Breonna Taylor's um, these Kenosha events continue to happen, and if it if it does, which I hope it doesn't, but if it does happen during the NFL season, then you're starting to see the Aaron Rodgers who have been outspoken, the Patrick Mahomes who have been out, outspoken, um, the the white quarterbacks who understand. Look, I play, I train, I go through adversity with a lot of these brothers. And I call them my brothers. So I think once you get the big names like that who who talk and understands, um, I think Aaron Rodgers said something about he acknowledged Colin Kaepernick. He said he'd been right the whole time. He was just too naive and too stubborn to even see where the man was going. Once you get those kind of guys talking about what's going on, um, if something was to happen during the season of the NFL, then we'll see. But other than that, it's not too much they can really do right now unless they use their platform, meaning like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. But uh, other than individually, um, if something occurs again, then I think as a as a whole, as a group, they might form something. But right now, they're just trying to educate themselves. Um, and just Could play you ever football. see an NFL team or the NFL doing what the NBA did in terms of sort of walking out on walking out of the games in terms of of having a message in light of something like that yeah it's it's, it's getting but that's that's gonna be on the owner see i know all i know is the Rooney's. so i know mr rooney if them if if, if coach t and seven meaning big ben if they see something they don't like on tv and these accidents keep happening uh nah we sitting out but that starts mm-hmm. with the owner and I know the Roonies, and the Roonies, the Roonies don't look at color. They treat everybody the same. Um, Mr. Dan Rooney, I call him Paw Paw. I was one of the pallbearers for his funeral. Now, you, you can go through the line of all the Hall of Famers that came through that building for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, him and I, we just, we had a, we had a, we had a bond, you know? 
And as soon as he died, his, his son called me and said, Ike, I said, I got you. He didn't, even, he didn't even have to finish the sentence. I said, I got you. He said, okay, this is the time, this is the place. Um, I was, I'm just part of the family. So uh, I, I know what the rule is. If, if something like that was to happen, yeah, they would definitely take a stand as a whole. Everybody else, um, I don't know. I can't speak for them. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time to finish this off, but how did you get so close with the Roonies? Oh, Papa, it, it, just, it just happened. Um, I don't know, Julie. It just, it just, it just, it just, I was, I never talked to him really about football. I always talked to him how, was, how his day was going. Um, you know, I used to climb with him about his, his high waters. He had some high. I said, Papa, you got to put your pants down a little bit, man. You wearing these, you wearing these pants all the way up, man. I can see you, you got dang socks all the way up to your knees. Like, put your pants down a little bit. Papa, you ain't got them. Ha have them all the way up to your chest plate. Um, things like that. Uh, as soon as I see him walk in, like, Papa, you know you park crooked. You, know, you, you need to straighten up when you park. Like, you, you're going to wind up hitting somebody. So it was always off football because that's all he's been around is football his whole life. Then it became, uh, like, I think you need to do this, you know, as a person. Then it became, you know, I had a, I had a business question for Papa. I was like, uh, man, I think I should start a business. He said, why? He said, man, your business is your body. It's football right now. He said, this is what you need to do. Throw all your money mm -hmm. in the bank. He said, in 10 years, I'll let you know what living off of interest means. Just throw it in the bank and just let the money work for you. And now I see what the heck he was talking about. Um, it, came from a, it came from one standpoint where I was tired. I, I, was, I was burning candles on both ends of the stick, so say. I went out, went straight from going out, straight, from, straight to practice wow. and workouts. And I always go up to say uh, hi to Papa Rooney. Went up to say hi and we, I, I dozed off while we was talking. Woke up three hours later, he told his son across from him to go home. He went, took his son home, wound up sliding me a pillow underneath his couch, and I slept in his office for, for three hours oh to like gosh. a three hour nap. And then like when, you know, you know when you get up, you know when you get up yeah. and you think you're late for something and you're like, man, what's going on? It, it was like one of them get ups, but I said, Papa, why you let me sleep? He was like, cause you was tired and you needed it. Now this is the, this is a guy that signed my That's check. amazing. Did you get in trouble with the coaches so that, for that, it, it, or was he? Did you get immunity because? No, no. This, 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 okay. this was out the practice. So once everybody heard of, once they heard this happen, they was like, oh yeah, that's when they start mm -hmm. calling me Ike Rooney. So I went from Ike Taylor to Ike Rooney, and it just wow, took off what a there. what a special relationship to have with such an incredible person and family. So I mean, many people not are never afforded that kind of uh, closeness, especially with uh, ownership of a professional football team. So that's that's got to be pretty special to you. Now we have to take a quick time out, but we've got a whole lot more that we want to get to with Ike Taylor, former two-time Super Bowl champion, here on Drinks with Binks. Don't go anywhere. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more.
Nope, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I'm Dan Patrick, and I'm sipping on drinks with Binks. Hey guys, welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. I'm sipping on rosé, but my esteemed guest is sipping on some red wine. We've got two-time Super Bowl champion Ike Taylor here with us from the Believe in Steelers podcast. Cheers. We have been discussing everything. Cheers. <laughs> I'm sure you're probably not on many shows where you're encouraged or allowed to drink, but this is one of them. Which yeah, person, I, <laughs> I know it sort of feels like uh, it's allowed, <laughs> but some of my guests get worried that, oh, no, we're drinking on camera. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's OK. Um, let's get back into what's going on in the world. world. We are still in a pandemic. We're still, you know, all from home. We're doing this interview in two countries. Uh, I'm in Canada. You are in the U.S., of course, in Orlando. How do you think when we know with the NFL, everything is sort of uh, they're looking at sort of like a week or two week increments as it pertains to like fans at the games or or what will look normal for you um, being on the secondary, being in, in one of the most uh, elite secondaries of all time, one that probably fed off the crowd, at least I expect in some circumstances. How would it feel playing without any fans? You are what you're on tape. So your tape is your walking, breathing resume. So having fans there, having fans in the stadium is an unbelievable experience. Um, it's something you can't really, you will have to really go through it to talk about. You know, me coming out of the tunnel when they say Ike Taylor from Lafayette, Louisiana, um, and you hear 68,000 people, you know, scream and say your name, you, you, you will have to go through it. To, to see it, to understand it. Um, that's what the fans bring to the table. Um, I watched, I think I watched a clip yesterday off of Instagram, and it says, this is what sports miss, and this the big play about to happen and the roaring of the fans. So a guy broke a tackle and wind up, and the fans saw the tackle, it's like painting the picture. So a guy breaks the tackle after he breaks the tackle, he got like 60 yards, left, 60 yards left to run, and he sees daylight, and the fans see it with him. So the fans go from, oh, and it just get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder, and you're like, dang, that's what you miss, and that's what the fans bring to the table. Like, they bring the excitement, you know, um, regardless of what, what side you're on. You know, that's, that's just what fans do. Um, it's, and it's a good getaway from fans. Um, I, I just don't understand how six to 8,000 people can sit in the stadium of all creeds and, and root and cheer for a team, but when we leave out the stadium, mm. it's an issue. That's, 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 that's what I hope things will change from that aspect. Um, getting back to what you said, just me, me playing football, man, that's, that's my resume, you know? That's, right. that's when my mama had me. That's when my homeboys get to talk smack. That's when my son is a prideful son. That's why I got some prideful sisters. So regardless of whether the fans are there or not, you know, you still playing for that last name on your jersey. And you, and you want to make everybody around you happy and be prideful. And I was, I was a prideful guy. 
whether whether it was in practice, I probably did more. I did all my fighting in practice, but that's that's just how it was. Like I'm a proud for Taylor. Um, my mom, she's a proud for Taylor. My sisters, they're proud for Taylor, and I knew. Um, just the way I was playing and the way I played, played whether it was nobody in the stands or 100,000 in the stands, I had to represent that, that last name. And I did it well. Right, for, yes. For, and for as we've years. sort of discussed in different realms, you have to be able to adjust and to, to make do with what you have. And that's what a number of these players will have to do going forward. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time before we have to take a break. But one quick question in terms of having to deal with coronavirus as a player and during a pandemic, what do you think is the number one most difficult thing players will have to get used to doing differently as the season begins? Just probably being away from their family a lot. You know, in training camp, for us, it's, it's three to four weeks, maybe five. If you're doing the Hall of Fame game for the NFL, you're probably waiting. You're, you're not even away from your family for five weeks because you still get a chance to see them. But it's, it's, the, it's the family part. You know, it's, 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 just, it's just real, it's real hard, you know, mm-hmm. being, being away from your family for a straight month or a month and a half. You can just see what the NBA players Is are that the plan so, right now? have a, a bubble at, uh, for different teams, a virtual bubble? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. it probably would have to be regional. You know, for, for, for football, I think it would have to be regional. For basketball, only, what, a couple of – how many teams they got in basketball? Was it, was, yeah. I mean, they got enough teams in basketball. But when you talk about mm-hmm. 15, 18 players – can, yeah, it's kind of impossible to do that. It's a little bit different between 60, 62 players. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll be kind of hard. So I, I, I would say the family. So you, you got you to gotta shuffle and retrain your mind. Um, man, I'm about to be away from my family. Uh, for five and a half, maybe six months. Yes, I know. I can't imagine. I mean, some of the video this week surfacing from the NBA bubble of Toronto Raptors, Fred Van Vliet, his kids running down the hallway to say, you know, to hug their dad for the... That's my dog. That is a dog. (laughs) That literally... He's a... He's a... He's a... He's a 135-pound Argentine. That sounds like like a... Okay, can we, can we see Brothers. him? Can you bring him over? Come on. Hi, puppy. Oh, hi, puppy. What a good boy. He sounds a lot scarier than that. Wow. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Was not expecting that. All right, well... He's a handful. We'll get whoever's at that door right now. Uh, we'll take this quick time out right now, but we'll be back with more on Drinks with Banks and Ike Taylor. <laughs> To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a soap opera star. Gracious me, my car has storm damage and I've had to file a claim. Could it possibly get worse? Will my claims team leave me for someone else? Someone less intense? Um, no. Actually, when you file a claim with GEICO, you get your own dedicated claims team who promises to stay with you throughout the process. Oh, I've never known such loyalty. I can't wait for the second season. Geico. Great service without all the drama. Hey guys. 
guys, welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. We've got two-time Super Bowl champion Ike Taylor and his lovely dog Brutus that is making appearances here on the program. First scared me when I heard him through my <laughs> my AirPods, but he is a gentle giant, as they say. Um, we got to get to some Steelers coming up action, a little AFC North, and we're seeing Big Ben return after he was sidelined with an elbow injury and having surgery last year after two games. He's 38 years old. You know him well. Uh, what do you expect from him coming back? He got the tools. He got the tools he's been looking for, C complete. Um, the only thing I, the only thing I think he's missing is, selfishly speaking, I would have loved to see what they have now between Deontay Johnson, uh, Chase Claypool, Juju, McDonald, Ibram. The defense was who was top five last year. I think they got eight first rounders on that defense. Whether you're a free agent or whether they drafted you, that's crazy. Offensive line, um, James Conner, of course, and we all know the James Conner story. But the, I would love to see Le'Veon with that, with ensemble. Um, seven, just got to stay healthy. Um, if, if seven stays healthy, it's a wrap. Uh, I know people are going to call me a homer, but um, Super Bowl head come in Temple, you know, if he can stay healthy. He got everything you're looking for. Um, he has the offensive line, he has tight ends, he has the defense. Um, he has some running backs. Uh, he just got to stay healthy. Uh, and I think they just, they understand Seven's age, Big Ben's age. Um, he's not the Big Ben he once was when it came down to scrambling. But as far as like the maturity, the being, the going through adversity, uh, acknowledging the clutch moments, living for, for the clutch moments, um, seeing he got young stars, and they all looking at him bright-eyed uh, when it came to the huddle. Um, him getting hurt last year and really seeing young guys develop who probably wouldn't have played last year, but through them circumstances, they had to. Uh, seeing, seeing how the team went 8-8, eight eight, going through a four-string quarterback in the defense, just shutting opposing teams down. Um, seven is like, okay, this is how it was when I was first coming into the league. You know, when Seven had us his first five years, you know, we was – we was top 10 all day in America. We was top five damn near every year. We was top three a couple of them years. And we was number one for like four or five of them years. So now seven has that. Now seven has, you know, the receivers he want on the outside. So I think far as like play calling now, it right. comes down to seven. Like this is truly his team. And what I mean by that is, you know, seven, if him and Coach Randy, who's the offense coordinator, if him and Coach Randy, Feel like they can just throw all day on a certain team. And seven gets under center during that game and be like, you know what, coach? Let's throw these passes, passes out the window. I feel like we can run more on this team today. So I feel like seven can trump a little bit more um, from his offensive coordinator in Randy because of his experience. And uh, the guys, that's all they're looking for. You know, the guys, you can just, you can just listen to the young guys on how they talk about Big Ben. Um, yes, it's glad I, to have him I back in the building. Imagine. You know, so if he can stay healthy, I can see Pittsburgh. And that is a, a that is a big what if because, as we know, especially when uh, you've 
you've been through all the bumps and bruises that he has and you are that age you, you just you never really know so as, if he can stay healthy there are a lot of weapons including a, some defensive weapons i want to ask you about when we return we got to take a quick time out we'll have a whole lot more with ike taylor two-time super bowl champion with the steelers here on drinks with things Welcome on back to Drinks with Thanks. I'm Julie Stewart-Pinks. We've got Ike Taylor here, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, there's so many things to get to, uh, especially when we're dealing with so many things going on in the world and how it impacts sports. But for the Steelers in particular, you mentioned how good their defense is. How do you think they compare to the secondary that you guys had with such characters as Troy Palomalu and Ryan Clark and yourself, of course? There's no comparison. The rules have changed. Um, for us, it was it was it was take care of the head, the body will follow. You you can't mm, you great. can't do that anymore. Um, for us, it, the, it it was the pain infliction. You know, we we our motto on defense was take the soul Yikes. out of a man. Did you guys take the souls out of other guys? Oh, we took a lot of souls. Ms. Julie, we took a lot you of souls. You could see it. Yeah, you, 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 you can see, see it coming to you. You, you can see, nope, I don't know I if don't. you do more to combat or whatever, but you can just see, you can, you can, you can just see you, <laughs> you, can, you can just see us taking the soul. Like everybody who played us, we was cool with a lot of guys we played against. Their coaches always said it's going to be a physical game. Whoever out hits the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's who's going to win the ball game. And too many didn't. It was Jacksonville at the time. Jacksonville, they, they felt the same way we felt. And the Baltimore Ravens at the time, they felt the same way we felt. Other than that, it wasn't too many teams who was feeling like how we was feeling. So um, this generation, it would be unfair to compare. Right, yeah, would be. And as you mentioned, guys today aren't really uh, sucking the souls out of other dudes, just not really necessarily allowed in the league. No, Although no, one it, could say maybe you guys had your soul sucked out of you in the uh, 2011 AFC wildcard game. That would just be one that maybe didn't go your way. Um, no, nah, it didn't, but... You know what? Yeah, especially Tim Tebow. I played longer than all of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I played. I played. I played longer than a lot of. And Tim Tebow is a good dude. I love. I love him though. Great guy. Hung out. We hung out a few times. But um, I think my football career has been mm-hmm. a lot better than a lot of them. And I'm just a. I'm just a walk on. Was nothing handed to me. Just old walk on who only played college football for one year. Wind up playing in the league for 12, going three Pretty Super Bowls and winning two. Uh, yes, so, no, no, and I didn't yeah, mean I'm to sour that, that record, but I will ask you, though, we have to go to break. You said you you know Tim Tebow. We, uh, he's sort of this elusive character. What's one word to mm-hmm. describe him that, that that we just don't understand about him? No, you understand everything about Tim Tebow. So what you, you see is what you get. Passion. You love his passion. Yeah, you you you, lo- you just love you just love to do passion. Like Tim made the most athletic. He wasn't the best quarterback. He 
he's not going to wow you with throws, but, you know, if it's 60 minutes on the clock, he's going to play for 60. He's not going to give you 59 and a half. He's not going to give you 59, 59. Tim going to play for 60. And during them 60, he's going to give you whatever ounce of sweat, blood, whatever emotion, whatever whatever you need. That's well, that's good to know. That you. sounds a lot like my figure skating career that is, uh, you know, encapsulated up here. Not going to be the best figure skater, but I'll <laughs> give it my all. Give it all the blood and sweat there was out in there in the world. Okay, we got to take a quick time out. We'll have a whole lot more when we come back with Ike Taylor, two-time Super Bowl champion from the Pittsburgh Steelers on Drinks and Things. Hey everyone, Montel here. I need to check out my brand new podcast, Let's Be Blunt with Montel. We'll be having kind of conversations about cannabis, wellness, and everyday social issues impacting your everyday life. It's all about empowering you and giving you the information you need to make it through your daily life. There won't be any BS. There won't be any hidden agendas. Just honest, interesting conversations. So make sure you tune in to the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It's all about a blunt conversation, and that's what we intend to have every day. We have had an awesome time with Ike Taylor and looking forward to seeing if any of your wait, let's get this first. Steelers. How are they gonna end up end up this year? Predictions. Eleven. Are, are they gonna they win the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll hand, we'll, hand, we'll hold. We'll hold on that answer. Um, but uh, lots to look forward to. And Ike, where can we find you next? Uh, you can find me all the time. Uh, you can look at my Twitter, Ike underscore Swagging You. You can catch me on Instagram, uh, One of a Kind, uh, and the kind is K I N E. So it's not kind. It's kind. But yeah, you can catch me on them too platforms either twitter just type in ike taylor or instagram and of course also your new pod the believe in steelers you guys are dropping that every tuesday and if you're a steelers fan that is like great yeah me and my uh, co-host mark bergen so mark bergen he doesn't stay too far from me down the street in tampa uh believe in steelers podcast dropping Every Tuesday, sometimes we drop it on Wednesday. Just depends on the schedule. No, you know, so, <laughs> no. Uh, never know. Hey, so that's like us here, too. Uh, we are also in podcast format on Fubo Sports, and you can get it on Spotify and Apple, wherever you get your pods, so you can listen to this interview. If you liked watching it, listen to it now, as well as watch it again on YouTube at Fubo Sports and watch it FuboSportsNetwork.com every Friday night. We have had an awesome time with Ike Taylor. And guys, bottoms up. This has been a lovely little afternoon of wine drinking. We'll see you later. Bottoms up.